0: work, so let's pop some ducks. This is the Ducklander Podcast, part of the OK's Podcast Network, featuring your hosts Tyler Meaden,
1: Jeff Mudeke, and Matt Jetski.
0: There's not a, not a lot of birds, not a lot of action today. I think, I think we'll, we'll get this spread and this hide another go, for sure. Welcome to the maiden voyage of the Ducklander Podcasts. Thank you for tuning in. First of all, uh, my name is Tyler Beden. I'm joined by Jeff Ludicky. Jeff, you want to say hi? Hello, everyone. <laughs> and Matt <laughs> Jeske. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> uh, so, first things first. So, what is this podcast all about? All about uh, pretty simple. Uh, ducks or dogs? Ducks and pheasants. Actually, that's that's not accurate at all. We're going to cover everything uh, bird hunting related, from upland hunting to waterfowl to anything gun dog related from technical training topics to hunt tests to simply caring for your dog in the field and at home. Jeff, Matt, did I
1: miss anything? No, well, I think you got it. You know, waterfall, pheasant hunting, upland hunting, ducklander. Perfect. Yeah. Okay,
0: good. Um, now that, so the interesting thing is we all have different backgrounds, different experiences, different experience levels in those various topics. I think it's going to be fun to Bring a variety of different perspectives as we cover those topics between us and with guests in the future. So um, for this first episode, though, I think I think we're ready to start is just giving some background info, right? So give us your name, give us where you're located, and of course, talk about your dog. Who wants to go first, Matt or
1: Jeff? I can go first. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, hello again. My name is uh, Jeff Ludicky. I live here in southeastern Wisconsin in a little town um, pretty close to Tyler and a lot of the other okayest guys. Uh, I got two young kids, a uh, beautiful wife, uh four-year-old Vishla who definitely keeps us on her toes at all times. Um, she is a bundle of energy. Um, I've been hunting since I was 12 and I hunt a little bit of everything. Avid bird hunter, ducks, geese, pheasants, woodcock, any upland bird. Uh, turkey hunter bow hunter gun hunter kind of do a little bit of everything uh do a lot of public land hunting around my house i'm also fortunate enough to have some private land uh, near the center of the state as well which is which is nice um, excited to be here and honored to join you guys with this okayest adventure all right excellent what uh okay out of all those species all
0: those things that you hunt what's your favorite what's that what's at the top of the list
1: As of right now, I would say pheasant is definitely at the top of my list. Um, Biggest reason is I get to bring my dog. So any type of hunting that involves my dog, that's my favorite, essentially. Um, I love it, the dog loves it, my wife loves it because the dog comes home tired, which is (laughs) a big deal, right? So she's not as annoying when my wife's trying to work from home. Um, And I just love being out there, getting exercise, walking around, I tend to get uh, very, fidgety if I'm deer hunting so I like being able to move a lot Um, I get kind of bored just sitting there and that's what's so great about pheasant hunting is just get to walk and enjoy nature excellent
0: and what what made you decide to get a v-slow oh man
1: okay um well I knew I wanted a pointer even though I primarily grew up with uh flushing dogs uh, labs and goldens and things like that um, but for whatever reason, I wanted a pointer. Didn't really have a breed in mind per se, but my wife is allergic to dogs, so having a dog that was somewhat hypoallergenic—I don't know if you can say any dog is completely hypoallergenic—but Vishla's were kind of on the list for probably the most hypoallergenic bird dog that was around. Um, they're very clean. We we never give her baths. She just wicks right off of her which is awesome um so we went out and tested it you know we went to a breeder she rubbed her hands all over her face when it was full of hair and didn't have any allergic reaction um so that was kind of why we went with a vishla okay it's a good story yeah. i like it mm-hmm. excellent uh, will you will you get another visla? <laughs> okay now that that's a topic that we go back and forth with a lot there's some days that I would say absolutely, and there's some days I would say absolutely not. Um, I think I would like to try a, a different breed just to have some variety, but I wouldn't mind having another Vishla, That's for sure. The the puppy stage is extremely difficult, uh, just with the energy level. But you know, as she gets older um, and more accustomed to the house and the rules and our kids, you know, I could see that it becomes easier and easier every year. And I could see myself getting another one. Sure. Yeah. That makes
0: sense. Yeah. yeah. We'll of that. All right. Uh, Matt, Matt, you're yeah. up. Give us, give us All some right.
2: background info on you. Sure. Um, Matt Jeske, I live in currently in Eastern Iowa, uh, right along the river with my wife and now 14 month old son. So he keeps us busy when we're not traveling or I'm trying to hunt. Um, I actually grew up near Milwaukee and then uh, went to UW-Platteville, so I've kind of been on this general area within a 30-mile span for the last whatever that's been 10, 10, 15 years. Um, we have a four and a half-year-old purebred chocolate lab named Maggie. Um, she was from a breeder in uh, northern Iowa or northern Illinois, and uh, just kind of worked out. Like we found this breeder we liked actually he was going to have a litter of uh, black labs that didn't take and uh but his chocolate litter was pretty much available said he wanted uh this dog to go to a uh first pick to go to a hunting and test family and I was like well I'm definitely a hunting family at the time so he actually like bumped us right up to the front of the list and that's that's kind of how we we ended up where we are so, so did you so you intended to get a black lab and then you ended up with the I intended, I actually think it was a yellow at first, and then the second choice was a black lab and that breeding didn't take, and then it was a chocolate lab. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which I'm kind of, you know, I'm not like a color guy. Like I'm not gonna pay extra for a specific color. I'm gonna look at the pedigree, everything checked out, but uh I don't know, kind of like the chocolates now. Okay. All right. so I that was my next question was gonna be are you gonna get another chocolate lab? I don't know. It's, it, it'll it be whatever breeding comes up in the right price range at the right time, I think. That'll okay. be the okay. the right answer. Okay. And will it will it be within the next year or two? Year might be a stretch. Two years probably isn't out of the realm of possibilities. Because okay. right. Maggie will get, you know, she'll get up there, not like incapable, but I know what it takes now, and uh, I wouldn't even hunt that dog, and Maggie will just be getting older, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah, get, yeah. get ahead of it, I think. No, it makes sense. What, um, what, what all do you
0: hunt? Right, you live, you're right. Yeah. Um, Eastern it's Iowa. What, what kind of game are you chasing?
2: Uh, primarily ducks. I occasionally get invited out on like a field goose hunt or something, but that's definitely not my my primary. Um, I've always done game farms, and always, I mean, like the last six years or so only. Um, and then recently, as in like the last three years, kind of started chasing like local uh, public land roosters. Um, in iowa and obviously went out with you guys in november a little bit farther farther west and i'm sure we'll talk about that eventually but um still getting 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 worked into the public land stuff here it's kind of hard to find exactly where i live without traveling too much but it's it's been a lot of fun yeah and it seems like the based on what i learned
0: from our trip uh the birds are a little bit further west but you're definitely in the right state for um for chasing uh chasing wild roosters that's for sure yeah yep excellent excellent um all right who's next i think you're next tyler oh i'm, oh, I'm next all right uh, <laughs> uh tyler meaden so i live in oconomowoc wisconsin uh, i do i live like 20 minutes from jeff so uh, we're, we're we're pretty 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 close to each other um uh, we've done a little bit of hunting a little bit of upland hunting a little bit of duck hunting together um i live um in oconomowoc with my beautiful wife i have uh, two toddlers, uh, two girls, two daughters. So I am officially a girl dad. They are one and three years old. They keep me on my toes and they take up a lot more of my time than I had anticipated. Uh, as far as, as far as dogs go, I have a, um, he's now six. It's hard to believe. He's a uh, dark red, uh, male. Mac is his name. Um, first dog all by myself, like on my own as an adult he has taught me so much, just about hunting, about training. Uh, I got into hunt tests and training, and I love that that piece of the game. Um, and he's and I just recently, because of him, you know, I'm I'm looking at other dogs, and I have a 7 seven month old black lab female who's sleeping in my office here with me as we record this. Um, she's a little firecracker. She's has a pretty crazy pedigree if you're into that sort of thing um so it's i'm looking to have some more fun training with her from a hunting perspective uh, i'm pretty terrible as an upland hunter and as a waterfowler um but i still love to do it um luckily i know some people that i can tag along with who've helped show me the ropes and help me get back into things here um in adulthood uh, because waterfowling is something that i gave up as a um i don't know probably when I went to college so It's been, um, you know, it's been a journey, I think the last six years for me, Um, but we can talk more about dogs and talk about all that stuff at another point in time. I could talk for forever about um, all that I've learned with with Mac. Did I, guys, did I miss anything?
1: No, I think you, I think you covered most of it. Now, which, which dog would you say was harder to train? I know you just started with your black lab, but at this stage of the game, which dog was more difficult to train? I think
0: uh, I didn't know what I was doing with Mac. So um, I, I, my impression is that he was actually pretty easy to train considering where he's at um, from a skills and abilities level and what I didn't know then. Uh, And Ren is a, she's a different kind of dog. She's wired differently. Um, I don't know if she's going to have that much of an off switch. Although she's still so much of a puppy, I would go with uh, Mac. Mac is easier, and Ren is harder. We'll see, though. I mean, it'll, time will tell
1: with that. Okay, that's fair. But my follow-up question is: Why don't you tell us how many dogs total you currently have in your house? I, I have five dogs
0: in my house total. <laughs> I only own I only own two of them, so <laughs> they're 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 here that's for a short. Short duration stay, but yes, it gets a little bit crowded, especially during the winter. (laughs) Everybody's packed inside. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay, let's, so we talked about our dogs. What, for both of you, did you guys, did you guys
2: hunt? Jeff, I know you mentioned it already, but Matt, did you hunt with dogs growing up? Absolutely not. I didn't grow up in a hunting household. Just neighbors were hunters, and by hunters I mean deer hunting only. Um, so no family. Both grandpas were fishermen. My dad was kind of into fishing, but um, I kind of started into like reading about stuff. You know, in elementary school, actually these books. I don't know if you had them at your school. They were really like the not, brown oh, binding no. all. So this one's the complete duck hunting guide. They had like white t- white tail. They had um, like big game. They had small game, and I would read every single one of them cover to cover. I don't will never become an expert reading these books, but like you could be an okay hunter probably uh, reading these. Um, It's got tactics and spreads and all kinds of like super basic stuff. And then they had blue binding ones that were fishing and I would just read these nonstop. So my dad knew I wanted to really get into hunting and he met a guy who still my dad will go hunting with and we go down to real foot lake every year with um, that he contracted through work. And kind of got to know him super well. They had a lot of things alike. And my dad hinted like, Hey, my kid would love to go hunting or whatever. And, um, it was in 2000 that he took us out on our, my first duck hunt in a boat. And he shot like one duck and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And I was hooked <laughs> and my first federal license with the mallard up there was in 2001. Um, and I've been doing it ever since then. Um, so yeah. Jake, my dad's buddy, got, got us into it. And my dad's just as hooked as I am. I mean, he just got back from a trip in Mexico, duck hunting, um, in January. Uh, and that was awesome. He said, so we've been pretty much going at it, different trips. We just got back from Arkansas, uh, two weeks ago, snow goose hunting. Um, and then, yeah, I took kind of a break like you did in college. And then I probably hit it extra hard. Like I made up for five years, probably in the last couple of years since being, you know, being out of college. So. Um, it's just been learning since then moving to Iowa and stuff. It's been a lot different. So do you guys grow up, grow up hunting as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I was hunting when I was a little kid. I, I grew up in Illinois. Um, I don't like to tell people that, but (laughs) I grew up in Illinois, um, until I was about 13 and then moved back to Wisconsin where my family was from. Um, so I got my hunter safety when I was 12 years old. My dad was a. Big pheasant hunter back then, um, also a gun deer hunter. So we would come up here to Wisconsin. Um, we have a family farm about two hours north of where I live, um, and I would go out gun hunting with him. But pheasant hunting was our primary choice. I would go with him probably every weekend as a kid. We had a a lab retriever mix named Maggie, coincidentally, um, and that was my first childhood dog. We got that dog. I think the same year that I was born and that dog watched me graduate high school. So she was 18 when we finally had to put her down, which was unbelievable. I think she hunted till She was 14, maybe 15 lost her hearing really bad. We almost lost her one day. um, And then that was kind of, that was it. But, I don't know if you guys have hunted down in Illinois on the DNR managed land, they release birds. You buy a permit for the day and they'll put out, you know, two, three, however many birds you buy uh, per hunter. Um, So it was nice. Uh, It's kind of, it kind of has a a public land feel to it because they're not planting birds. They just let them out of the, let them out of the truck and let them fly Mm -hmm. similar to what they do here in Wisconsin. Um, But yeah, that's kind of how I grew up. I got into waterfowl hunting when I was in high school. Bought a little tiny John boat that was super sketchy, little 12 foot, super narrow. It was, it was not safe. Um, And I went with a couple guys and we had that thing loaded down with gear. And yeah, I, I would never think about doing those types of hunts that I did in high school. Um, but yeah, I got really big into waterfall again in college, same as you guys. I kind of backed off a little bit. And then, when I got out of college and had a little bit more money in my pocket, started to uh, buy decoys and buy new boats and gear and waders. And it, you guys know how that goes. It's just a never-ending cycle of gear. Us waterfallers definitely love the gear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes, yeah. everybody
0: lo- everybody loves new gear, but waterfallers seem to um, they seem to be they seem to tip the scales as far as uh, spending goes.
1: Absolutely <laughs> my wife can attest to <laughs> she puts she puts a budget on me to make sure I don't get out of control with the waterfall stuff how, how many decoys do you have now? uh goose decoys I think I have I don't know four dozen three dozen silhouettes dozen full bodies. I probably have two or three dozen duck decoys so not not a ton um I know some guys you know I'm not at the level where I have to pull around a trailer so. As long as they can all fit in the back of my truck, I I think I'm okay. When when it gets beyond that point, I probably should uh, get rid of some. I would say.
0: Yeah, well, or you just find new spots where there's you know more more ducks flying around, more geese flying around. There
1: you go. And that's the beauty about the silhouettes. Now it really changes the game because you can fit a whole ton of
2: silhouettes in a very small bag. You can about so, ten dozen in like fifteen minutes, and it takes about five minutes to pick them up. Oh, it's that's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it really, it really changed the game
1: for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Perfect. That's, uh, that's me.
0: Yeah, I uh, I grew up. Um, I grew up in a hunting family. So that was the we grew up. I, I grew up as a deer hunter, right? That was the big thing. And it was not bow hunting. Like we were probably probably had an anti bow hunting view. Just at, guns were like a main central thing in, in my family for whatever reason. Um, when I was 10, though, I had the opportunity to go out uh, to a game farm, pheasant hunting. My dad sold uh, ag equipment, and he had relationships with lots of farmers. And this one had a, was fairly well-to-do and um, you know, offered to take him up because he had a really good relationship to this game farm. We went up there. I'm, I'll never forget, when I was 10, I had this pump shotgun. I hadn't been through hunter safety, which you didn't have to because you're on a game farm. You didn't need a, they need a license. Um, but I've been handling guns since I, had, you know, was a pretty was pretty young, um, or young enough to actually hold on to the thing, you know, safely, and uh, you know, rooster dog flushes a rooster. I pulled the gun up. I'm pretty sure I closed my eyes and pulled the trigger, and the bird dropped. And from that moment, I was I was hooked on pheasant hunting. Like that's been my thing, um, since uh, since that moment. Um, my cousin, um, was really like an uncle. He's literally 20 years older than me. Uh, we, we used to go out with him all the time. He had dogs growing up uh, dogs that were better than the dog that we had growing up, um, which was just was like a meat dog. Great nose. You just didn't know if he was going to flush the bird 20 yards in front of you or 200 yards in front of you. Um, you know, I think my dad tried to tried to really train him. But when you have you know, three kids who are really good at, you know, untraining anything you try to train, I think that was probably the probably the main issue there. Um, deer, but like going back to that outside of pheasant hunting, like deer hunting was a thing. That's that's what we did. Um, we did some waterfall hunting. We, I mean, I didn't do like waterfall hunting where we're calling and we're calling in birds and they're working decoys kind of thing. Like we toss out some decoys and realistically it's, it's past shooting is what it was. Um, you know, fell out of that, you know, you know, as I got older, college, like just stopped hunting totally, just completely stopped hunting. Um, when i graduated from college though um i my now wife her parents own 19 acres so i started to get back into deer hunting um which was which was great started gun hunting and i bought a bow started bow hunting and then i got a dog and then you know it's just been you know an avalanche since then so you know fall it's every day it's like i feel this urge to go out hunting some type of game whether it's deer ducks or pheasants and you know, trying to balance, uh, actual life with that is is always a challenge, it's a, it's a struggle. You feel like you're pulled in both directions, or I feel like I'm pulled in both directions, um, from about, you know, mm, October through, you know, beginning of December. So that, and then, you know, and then from there, you know, with dogs came hunt tests and that, and sort of the training side of things, it's just, it's been an avalanche since then. Um, and so, you know, I we will see where it goes. I'm luckily, luckily I've met Jeff, um, you know, when I met uh Matt you as well and you know like I've met other people too have helped me get back into the waterfall side of things because I can like my dog could absolutely do the work you know picking up ducks running blinds that sort of thing um but I might I might have mentioned before I'm pretty terrible at waterfall hunting uh so like having connections is like the big thing to get started back into that so that's been huge and I'm looking forward to you know what the next couple of years will bring with that the next 5 years really um And that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. Like, I don't know what did I, any, anything that I missed there guys?
1: No, I don't think so. And now you also have a little bit of a fear of water, correct? (laughs) This is true. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that that first day that we went out on my boat in the morning, you didn't, you weren't showing signs of being nervous, but I think you were pretty nervous when we were going down the river in my little boat.
0: Yes, this is, this is true. So, um, yes, I am afraid of water, which doesn't, that's not the greatest thing when you, when you're trying to get back into waterfall hunting, um, uh, <laughs> you know, unless you're doing a hundred percent field hunts, which I'm not doing. Uh, so yeah, I am a little bit afraid of water and it's not like I don't swim. Well, like, I really need to take adult swim lessons. The other thing, is that i'm i'm afraid of mud like getting stuck in the mud yeah like literally like getting stuck in that i think i had an experience i went hunt i went duck hunting with my uncle when i was a teenager and it was some little farm stock pond so it was like straight mud bottom and you have to know my uncle to to really understand this but i had waders on he made me put out all the decoys and i literally i almost fell over like probably 15 times was deathly afraid of like getting uh, water into my waders and not being able to get back up. I think that's probably where it stems from, but yeah, definitely afraid of the water, definitely afraid of the muck and mud. Which- So how did you feel when we got stuck?
1: in the mud. That first day that we went out in the morning. <laughs> I, you know, I was trying we were, to, keep, we were
0: pretty stuck for a good uh, we 15 were, minutes. The water, Yeah. The water was really low. I would, uh, I was trying to keep calm and just keep a poker face on inside. I may have been panicking just a little bit, <laughs> but I know I, tr- I trusted in my pilot. You're okay, you the pilot there. Fair, so I was like, fair. okay, this, you know, Jeff's been around the block. I think we'll, we'll, we'll manage here. I'm going to trust, trust what he says. Um, and when he says, maybe we should look up around the next corner, I'm going to say, no, I think this is good. (laughs) That's fair. Oh man, Yeah. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's start to wrap things up here. So, okay. We all have young kids. We're all at that stage of life. Um, Mm -hmm. so how did, how did your hunting seasons go? How much did you get out? How many birds did you harvest?
1: Oh man. Um, I'll start. I I definitely wouldn't call the season successful this year, especially in the waterfall and upland categories. I did shoot a nice big buck. I know it's not what we're, we're talking about here, but that was a, a plus. Um, it had been a while since I've shot a nice one. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, duck hunting was super slow for me, which seemed to be consistent with a lot of guys around the area. The water levels were good on the opener. Um, It seemed like everybody that shot a bunch of them, they basically just shot teal. Um, The teal came down a little late this year, it seemed. Um, So that was the majority of it on the opener. And the rest of the season, it kind of sucked. Low water levels, didn't seem like there was a lot of birds around. Um, The weather wasn't right. I was hitting it at the wrong times. I don't know what it was, but didn't shoot a whole lot of ducks this year. Um, Pheasants, I did okay. Public lands, you know, here in Wisconsin, they can be hit or miss. You know, a lot of times you got to try to sneak out during the week, especially before daylight savings. There's a lot of old timers as Tyler, I'm sure, you know, Matt, I don't know how familiar you are with it, but there's a lot of retired guys that like to follow the bird trucks around and watch where they release and go out right after they release the birds, um, which is hard for the guys like me that are working during the day. Um, I know I ran into a guy that said he had shot like 60 some birds on public land this year in Wisconsin by himself. You know, I'm sitting here. I think I shot like seven or eight. Right. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's I, I can't blame them. You know, if you got the time, I don't know quite about, you know, following the truck, but you know, going out during the day, during the week, I can't blame them for that. Uh, but I did get some birds. Um, we went to Iowa, which was fun, all three of us. So that was a good time. Saw a lot of birds, got a few, missed a few, learned a lot. Um, I shot a nice Tom in the spring, so that was good. Um, I'm very much ready to start chasing gobblers again here in the next couple months, too. So excited about that.
0: You've got a lot of meat in the freezer, Jeff. Turkey, I do. I turkey, do, you know, big buck, you know, a few ducks,
1: a few pheasants. And when the wife tries to sneak in these frozen vegetables and stuff in there and She comes up yelling that there's no room, but it's not what I bought the freezer for. So
0: (laughs) we'll, we'll, we'll dive, we'll dive into your, your, uh, your vegetable lifestyle here at some point. Oh, Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I knew that would come up. (laughs) (laughs) I've got, I have a name for you. I'm not going to unveil it yet. We're going to save that for a future episode. I have a nickname. Okay.
1: Well, yeah, just, just to make a long story short, it is, it is an interesting household that my wife is, um, I like to say, I like to call it a vegin um as a joke but she is vegan for health reasons not for ethical reasons um so she very much supports my hunting lifestyle but it is a very interesting dynamic in the household when it comes to food <laughs>
0: yeah all right now, now, I, I, that. yeah I'll, i lied that your nickname is going to be the vegan duck hunter
1: The vegan duck hunter. Okay, (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know if I get down with that one, but my big thing is is I try to the meat I eat. I try to harvest myself the majority of the meat. That's kind of my goal.
0: No, it's good. I like it. I mean, everybody's got their different things, and um, you know, I I, most of the time when when we go hunting and you you shoot something, you you seem to cook it the same day
1: too. Yeah, I do. I do I some for some reason when it goes into the freezer, I I have a harder time, you know, planning ahead enough to thaw it out, marinate it, do all those types of things. So I very much get home, breast out the duck, breast out the pheasant, whatever it may be, throw it in some marinade, and then usually the next day I'm cooking it. So works for me. Good. That's mm-hmm. great. It's great.
0: All right, Matt. What how did your season go?
2: Pretty, pretty good. I mean, uh, for me, anyway, the last couple seasons have been pretty slow. Um, like three years ago, I think the river was super high, like to the point it made hunting hard in certain walkout spots that I used. And then it drastically dropped to the point like some of the walk, like actually most of the walkout spots actually didn't hold water um, in places that would usually be like a marsh or um, kind of like a flooded timber area. So that made it really hard when I didn't have a boat. But this year, uh, my two-year boat project was complete. Um, so new motor, uh, permanent blind that you can take off. Um, everything was ready, but, uh, I I did miss teal season. I was still grassing the blind, uh, through mid September. So I hit, uh, actually the Wisconsin opener, I hunt the Wisconsin side of the river quite a bit, uh, versus the Iowa side, um, just for, for where I am, the access and kind of the backwaters and stuff make a lot more sense on the, on the Wisconsin side, but that was successful. Uh, it was an interesting year. You know, I'm I'm used to hunting Maggie by my side or in a blind or something, and now I've got a, a dog door that drops out, and it was new for her, and, you know, getting used to just the whole system of us working together out of a boat versus just walking out 20 minutes before light or something. It was it was a different experience for, for both of us getting, getting out there. Um, and then I had a couple of trips as well. Uh, October, I went up to Green Bay. Uh, it was supposed to be on the Lake Michigan side. But the weather wasn't right, so we ended up hunting the Green Bay side um, with a guide up there for the third year in a row. And then November pheasants with you guys. Uh, December every year, I go down to Real Foot Lake with my dad um, and uh, Jake and his son. And then February, I just got back from Arkansas snows. So I think I'm I'm pretty much done for, for my season. So until uh, September.
0: That sounds like a great year.
2: Where is Real Foot Lake? uh the western corner of tennessee okay so yeah. it's about nine-ish hours from milwaukee
0: yeah yeah that a, that's a guided
2: hunt yeah yep yeah so uh i've been going every year since 2003 x or uh, yeah 2003 except for last december when uh tommy was born so i think that was my 19th trip this year down there How many how many birds did you put in the freezer this year um a decent amount uh I tried to be really good about cleaning it out last year um cuz Kelly really does like eating the ducks we've got a couple of recipes that we're pretty fond of um so it's 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 easier when you can kind of actually have everybody eat it and uh like Jeff said the hardest thing is timing it and like making a point to actually make it um but we tried to be pretty good about that and going forward this year like trying to use you know whatever per month basically and kind of space it out till till September it's good. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Good.
2: Excellent. How your How your season's go?
0: Um well, uh I mean I shot a doe during deer season, so there's there's venison in the freezer. Uh outside of that, I went pheasant hunting. I don't actually know if I went outside of our trip to Iowa. that's just the way that the cookie crumbled with life um in this present stage. Uh I went I definitely went, uh, waterfowling much more than I went, uh, upland hunting. So, um, couple of, shot a couple of ducks, shot a shot a handful of geese. Um, you know, I, that, that's, those are in the freezer and I got to figure out to your point, Jeff, about cooking it fresh. Like it's sometimes it goes in the freezer and it gets buried. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, I got to figure that out a little bit. I do have, I do have some time though, between that and that one, the next hunting season. So we'll on i'll have to work on that um the my my thing is so my wife is not especially fond of wild game however i found this venison chili recipe that is like it's it's the bomb um and she likes it a lot so i think like i i'm gonna try to shoot a deer every year and then i'll have you know more ground venison made up because i can do th- i can do that and she can she can eat some of that i have to figure out how to i have to find more recipes that like matt you were saying where where your wife is you know will actually eat eat the game so that's my challenge i got to figure that out or i will just not hunt as much and not put as much as many birds in the freezer mm-hmm. and then it's not a, not an issue so um all in all like you know Iowa was a blast like i learned a ton that was a ton of fun but I wish I would have gotten out more with my, uh, with Mac, um, you know, he turned six, so he doesn't have, it doesn't, and the number of seasons left are limited. So I got to make him count.
1: Yeah. I think we're all kind of in a, a difficult stage where, you know, with young children, it's just so hard to find the time, you know, last year before our son was born, I think I called myself the, the nap time hunter, right? I would, as soon as Callie would go down to bed or go down to nap, I should say, I would, run out the door with the dog go hunt for a few hours and make it back in time before she woke up and that was just kind of my style for a few years or for a year i should say and it it works but it's so hard to find time with kids it really is it's it's a challenge it's um it's a real real challenge
0: um you know so we can talk about I maybe mean, that's a podcast topic for the future future episode right hunting trying to balance uh family life and, and hunting um yeah all right, so last question, then we'll wrap things up here. So, right, we talked about hunting seasons. What did you learn from this past hunting season? What's your
1: takeaway? Um, my biggest thing was uh, learning about building duck boats. I'm on my third boat. My wife will, is probably rolling her eyes somewhere when she hears this, but she knows that that's probably not the last one that I'll own. Um, I enjoy building them up, selling them, and getting different ones so that was that was big for me um similar to what matt mentioned uh built one up from a beat up hole in a trailer turned it into a pretty nice rig it's got a bigger motor and a long tail kit on it so just learning how to drive that thing safely took some time um, first few adventures out were interesting i think i got it dialed in now where it's i feel safe i feel confident bringing. You, Tyler, and uh, making sure we don't capsize. That's good. (laughs) Uh, Appreciate that. So, yeah, I think duck boat building was a big thing for me this season. Uh, That was a lot of fun. And then just chasing wild roosters on public land in Iowa. You know, I've done a lot of wild roosters, you know, in the Dakotas uh, and also on private land in Iowa as well. But it was the first time I've actually chased wild roosters on public outside of wisconsin dnr raised birds so that was a big learning curve um so yeah that was it
2: what about you Matt? yeah i mean similar to to jeff i mean same thing i stripped that hull down to nothing i mean literally took the paint off of it and built it back up um so i painted it last year but everything went into it this spring and summer um, so electrical all that stuff. I just kind of dabbled in it before but then you got to put it together where it really matters um, so Learning how to build the boat up uh, The way I wanted it the way I've wanted it since I was probably 14 and I think it's pretty close But I also learned that there's some things I need to adjust when I pull it out of storage here Hopefully in the next month or two um, Need to add some more lights and but I'm gonna do hydro turf and stuff like that um, make it a little safer come come next season but overall it's just learning everything about actually river hunting on the boat um, and being being the person driving the boat you know um, the river is a big can be super scary place so um, it's just a lot of learning around that and then just you know you kind of have your own procedure maybe on a walk-in spot but learning how how to get the dog situated then you're putting out whatever three dozen decoys and getting spinners out and just the order of everything and timing it with the sunlight coming up and So you don't get to the spot too early, but too late. I mean, it's just a learning every single time I went out, which was, which was good. It'll be a lot more smooth next year. And then pheasant hunting was totally different this year. I hit public land around here a little bit more. And then with you guys, I learned an absolute ton about, you know, you just pick these little tiny spots on the map and then, you know, what looks good from there. It was, it was quite a learning. For our first trip, doing it. I think we did pretty good. I think we did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we would Hit those, I don't know, probably two or three other ones, it wouldn't look pretty good. Well, oh, I agree. D- <laughs> yeah. d- depending on shooting, of course. Well, in the first day when it was like our morning, like 20 mile an hour winds and stuff, n- nothing was really helping us. So,
1: yeah,
2: I don't think it was too bad.
1: I yeah. mean, we yeah. saw a lot of birds.
2: Yeah, 90% of them were hens, but
1: uh, yeah. Tyler, you had a count. I don't even remember how many it was, but we saw a lot of birds. Yeah,
0: yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we might, we might have to do a recap on that, on that hunt, um, for sure. And uh, Matt, to your point about how the river can be a scary place, I, as someone who's afraid of
2: water, yes, the Mississippi yeah. River is a terrifying place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, dr- I, drive, dark. I <laughs> yes. drive specifically up and around to the Wisconsin side so I can put in about a two-minute boat ride from uh, where I need to go instead of, you know. I mean, I drive probably twice as far as I need to compared to an Iowa boat launch. <laughs> I'd rather not shoot across the river at 3.30 in the morning. So. <laughs> I I can uh, I can understand
0: that that's for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah, we we might have to get out there by Matt. And
0: yeah, check yeah, out the absolutely. Mississippi one of these days. That would be that would be a blast. That would be a blast. Yeah. I'm gonna need a bigger boat, I think. <laughs> your right your boat is good for the river that we've hunted on, Jeff. But yeah, the Mississippi that's a whole that's a whole other animal.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't think a 14 footer would be a, a good idea out there. <laughs> no, probably
0: not. Probably not. Um. All right. What did I learn? Uh I learned that um hunting with trying to hunt and time things with two children is much more difficult than with one. Um I learned that uh well going going to that going back to that pheasant we keep talking about. So learning how to how to one, pick a spot on a map, right? Like there's there's a number of public places that we're looking at in Iowa in the general area we're staying. But then also when you drive up, and looking for the specific cover where birds are going to be, based on the time of year, that was that was a huge thing. I think, you know, uh, Matt, after you left, by the time you know we we were finishing up, Jeff, we had we had a pretty good idea where the birds were going to be stacked up at, and mm-hmm. um, based on weather conditions, based on the time of year, which was, you know, later season, um, pretty adverse weather conditions. We we hunted in. Um, that was that was a huge thing. It was probably the the funnest thing as well. Um, was trying to figure that out and and learning it. It's like okay, you know, we're approaching you know this type of cover. Let's get ready because we think this is where the birds are going to be. And a lot of times they were they really were just stacked up in there, where there was a, where it was you know a bunch of hens grouped up or a bunch of roosters running in circles around us. And that was that was really fun. I hope we can do that we can do that hunt again this year because I think we learned a lot. I think we can do I think we can do better as far as bringing birds home.
1: Um, yeah, uh, I putting agree.
0: birds yeah. in the cooler, so it'll be fun. It'll be good. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the big thing. Those are the two big things that I I took away from from hunting season in twenty twenty two, and that um, I got to figure out. I got to start to plan a little bit more for twenty twenty three. Got to get things on the calendar, right? You know, time is short, so I got to start planting the bug now about you know, hey, I'm going to do hunt here now, and and um, at this point in time and at this location otherwise that schedule just fills right up did you get your wood duck back from the
1: taxidermist
0: i did not get the wood duck back from the taxidermist yet um okay. but uh yeah it's gonna go you guys can't see it um it's probably gonna go right back above above the pheasant like right somewhere right in here i think there's a nice bare spot
1: okay um, so so it's, a wall, that, it's a wall mount
0: yeah i think so yeah i don't really remember it's a good question. I kind of walked. I was just, I was in, I was in La La Land. I was really happy about so that, excited. Still, that. Yeah. <laughs> that, I was the that was this season. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um. So it was a, it was an awesome, uh, awesome Drake. Um. Ran a blind with Mac. He picked it up. Um. Not, I wouldn't say it was, it was not a clean blind. It would have been a, it would have been a fail in a, in a finished test, but it was good enough. Um. I was happy. Like, I was like, yeah, this, this duck's going on
1: the wall for sure. And Matt, you got your pheasant at the taxidermist still, or yeah, you're definitely. doing a double,
2: right? Uh, definitely not. Oh, okay. Uh, I, just did, I just did the one. Uh, <laughs> okay. It'll be like a flush mount um, kind of on the wall. So I think I told Tyler, but Jeff, so the tails were really nice on one and kind of beat up on the other in the wing. So I wanted the flush and I talked to him about it. He's going to switch the tails Trans- for yeah, me awesome. and then uh, mount the second tail just as a separate wall. I'm sure you've seen them yeah kind of a wall mount thing so i'll get both of them technically both of them mounted at the same time but one will only be a tail fan awesome so, you know that's great yeah
0: that's good um i think that i think that's a good way to wrap things up here um so next episode we'll uh, we'll have a topic we'll dive into that topic and uh, then in future episodes we'll for sure have some guests on as well uh thank you for tuning in um look forward to uh bringing you guys more, um, more stories, more shenanigans, and more, uh, more learnings from from our time in the field.